0: I've got whiskey sitting here and I'm not drinking it because I want to wait for the show to start. So let's start a show.
1: Yeah. I also have let's a, I'm going to, I'm going to have a glass of Elijah Craig barrel proof after I get through with this because uh, I poured it because I forgot we had the podcast tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to
1: drink it before this. So. All right.
0: Fair enough. (laughs) Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of another bourbon show where even our hosts forget that we exist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But tonight we're going to be drinking something that we have once again, we've had it before. We've had it on the show, but we did not give it its due diligence in that first episode because it was part of a broader group of drinks. We didn't drink it by itself. It was part of a um a flight, if you will. And I think this is a bottle that gets overlooked a lot. Well, I don't know if it gets overlooked. We'll get to that in a little bit. Let's let's talk about what what, what it is we're drinking. Tonight we are drinking Four Roses single barrel. Just the standard off the shelf 100 proof uh 100 proof single barrel, Four Roses. Uh, anytime you see this bottle, that's the 100 proof version. It's O-E-S-Z, I think. Um, that's one of Four Roses, 10 different mash bill yeast combinations. Uh, this is very easy to find for about 45 bucks. Uh, you can find it in grocery stores. You can find it in liquor stores and gas stations that have a pretty decent selection. But before we do anything else, uh, Stephen, what do you think of this label?
1: Well, right off the bat, very distinct. Almost everything about this bottle. Um, I think that Four Roses does a pretty good job of standing out immediately when you see them on the shelf because they've got wild different bottle shapes. Like They do not... we said the word pigeonhole a minute ago, so I'm going to reuse that because that's the perfect term for this. They do not pigeonhole themselves into using a particular bottle or a particular style at all. They will change things up. Somehow it all looks like you can still tell quickly that's four roses. I think it's, yeah, It, it not just this bottle, though. I mean, just like no matter how much they change it, you can quickly right, tell it's four I mean, roses. But they have the etched, yeah, they have the, uh, well, not, not the word etched, but the like molded glass, blown glass that – looks like the the roses. Um, But even from a distance, I feel like even if you can't make that out, it's something about it just seems like a four roses bottle. Mm. Um, There's just that quality that it has. And I think that the parchment look makes the label more interesting than if they just went like a flat white. And I think a lot of companies would have done that. A lot of companies would have just gone like kind of white, simple label here. But that extra parchment that they have just adds another dimension to it. It makes the rose pop that much more, I think, uh, on the label itself, I mean. And uh, the fact that it's single barrel, I will say that what you lose is the very first time you're seeing it anyway. You don't know quickly exactly what you're looking at. Four roses can be kind of confusing, and you might want to know, because of all the yeast strains they use and whatnot, you might really like one but not like another one. So it's kind of important you figure out what you're looking at. Uh, But once you know that this is single barrel, it's even quicker to identify than a lot of brands if they just had a slightly different color or a different band on top or something like that. All that is to say, I, I think it's a great bottle and I'm giving it an eight. I think it comes in super solid, even though a lot of the things I said were not directly related to the label. I think the simplicity of the label fits because of it. So, hey,
0: I want to throw out there. So, I think it's solid. I want to throw out there that once again, if it comes in this bottle, it means it's single barrel, which you hit on, Stephen. And anytime if it, you'll notice that this says single barrel. Okay, if it's anything other than this, it'll say barrel strength. Once it's barrel, if it says barrel strength, then it might be one of those other nine. But you will never see one of those other nine at 100 proof. Never, ever, ever. They do not do it. So it's always this recipe if it's 100 proof. So just FYI.
1: And I think their small batch select is my favorite bottle that they make.
0: Yeah, that's the one that I
1: showed up, that I yeah. showed here. I think that is my favorite bottle by them. Yeah. I think that's that using it as part of the label that cut out there is yeah. real nice.
2: Yeah. They uh they don't shy away from the obscure bottles, that's for sure. I think they yeah. do a great job for, for a, a purpose of uh getting it on the shelf and, and condensing and finding space for it. Bottle shapes like that make things difficult because sometimes you can't fit the whole case up or it's too wide. You see things like Calumet Farms is going towards that Pappy bottle shape. That Sazerac didn't trademark, I guess. So they're going away <laughs> from the fat bottle into that skinny bottle.
1: And I see them, Brian. I, I see them sometimes the uh, the four roses bottles more so than other brands. I'll see them not next to each other on the shelf, and I'm guessing that's just because of the irregular bot- bottle shapes. It's like you gotta split them up sometimes. Is that the case?
2: Yeah, I mean things get get thrown around if they're if it's a good rep, they're gonna want usually most of the brands right by each other if it's a shelf difference on something, then I get it. You know, if the price is drastically different, but usually they try to group everything together, but it's not always possible, especially in these small liquor stores where space is an issue. Yeah. That
1: makes sense.
0: So what do you say we go ahead and have a sip? Let's
1: do it.
2: Let's do it.
1: Cheers. 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 You remember what we drank this with the first time, Dan? I don't.
2: I really Let's don't. Try.
0: I would guess single barrels, but I don't know. <laughs> but no, seriously, I like that. That's really just a guess. But we did drink it before, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we either had this or it was small batch select. But I, I can't. Well, remember. I know
0: we had the small batch select, and we didn't like the small batch select. I don't remember but I having s- this one. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't I'm not, think I'm not so. Sure. I could be wrong. Okay. Well, I, I thought we had, but I could be wrong too. I don't know. So tell me what you think. I mean, now
2: that we're in the triple digits of episodes, right? I mean, I know.
1: <laughs> and now that they're all forgettable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the nose is nothing special to me. Mm-hmm. It's... It's ple- it's pleasant. It smells like bourbon, but I, there's nothing in particular that I pick out really, besides the typical, oaky notes. Like there's nothing. Caramel. You, so I you know what this smells like at home. I think.
0: So I so I get four roses. I end up getting more floral notes and like
2: almost like a tea note. I was going to say kind of like a minty type, but I get a little mintiness toward to it too. For me,
0: four roses is always very floral, very, very fragrant. I can see. And, and just like the smell of tea. Like your standard fucking tea, not oolong or don't be stupid. Listeners. You know what I'm saying when I say tea. None of your pretentious tea. Yeah. (laughs) Just your straight up Lipton fucking, you put it on ice because it tastes like shit if you don't.
1: Yeah. None of that pretentious shit. Now, let me stir this in my sifter and tell you what I get on the palate. Exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Very oaky and spicy.
1: Very spicy. It's not the spiciest thing we've ever... I feel like this is like the Manny Pacquiao of spice. It's like, it's just dense with spice, but it's not overly spicy, if that makes sense. It's like every second that this is in my mouth, I taste spice, but it's not the spiciest thing we've ever had.
0: Yeah, I consider this to be like, like, I I just, I feel it's well-rounded, right? Like, it's got spice to it, but it's not like in-your-face spice the whole time. It's just... Ever present. It's got a sweetness to it that is a subtle sweetness. It's not like overwhelmingly sweet, but it's sweet across the board. Um, and then again, I, I, I think it has a floral flavor to it as well.
1: You could, uh, I think you could season a steak with this. Mm. This is very. Yeah, it feels it, it it's very peppery, I think. But but I also get those notes that you're talking about, which gives it a more interesting character than just being a straight flat pepper kind of taste. Mm-hmm. It um reminds me a little bit of a turkey product just because those are the things that I typically get out of there.
2: I get a little cinnamon on the back end. Very spicy. I almost feel like it's kind of, I don't know, missing something, you know, it's just very basic on my palate. Hmm. I, maybe I'm just not a four roses guy. Um, cause I know I wasn't a big fan of the last one and I haven't had it too often. I mean, I could see this being good in like a Manhattan or an old fashioned, um, in a cocktail, I think it'd be really good. In, but yeah, straight up. I just feel like there's leaves me wanting more.
1: Hmm there's a lot you're you're talking about not being a four roses guy. There's a lot of hype behind four roses though. There are so many diehard. I feel like there is as many four roses fanatics as there are like, I don't know, probably not Buffalo trace people, but, but the the top end crazy fanatic four roses people are probably more hardcore than the Buffalo trace people.
0: I would agree with that. Um, To me, the most passionate fanatic groups are Wild Turkey fans and Horror Roses fans.
2: This is, like, very easy to drink, though. Um, th- there's not much burn to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could finish the sample fairly quickly and doesn't leave you with too much of a bite. So in that aspect, like, if you're looking for just a sip of a whiskey, you know, come home from work, want something that's pretty good couple glasses of this.
1: No, you know what this reminds me of? Sorry, Ryan. Oh, you're good. I was going to say, as you're saying, everything you're saying, Ryan, I agree with, and it makes me think, this is kind of like, if you, and I don't mean this as an insult to any of these brands, but it's like, if you are a wild turkey person, this seems like it would be, but not like straight, like if you like the wild turkey stuff. This is like your Weller Special Reserve because it's like every bourbon note because Weller Special Reserve is just to me the every standard bourbon note people like and that's what makes it popular other than just the Weller name and then this is like every kind of spicy bourbon note you might like both nose and palate like it's it's so on un- a inoffensive I can't imagine people saying that they don't like it if they like whiskey. And I can see why people would just like the typical bourbon person who's like, ooh, smooth, you know, and drinking this. This is like, if you don't know a ton about whiskey, and even if you do know a ton about whiskey, I can see you really liking this because it's just a crowd pleaser type, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: I like it better than Blayton's. I'll put it that way. I think that I think that Four Roses single barrel is better than Blanton's, and it's like thirty dollars less expensive, and it's easy to find,
2: and it's seven proof higher, and it just if, suits. If, it, if it it's not an asshole me. retailer, you can find it for $60, sixty, sixty-five Blanton's.
0: <laughs> right but this is but this is 45 yeah right so like
1: and you could just walk in and get it yeah no one like
0: anywhere like, like like i could order this from total wine and have it ready for pickup a week from now or an hour from now right like
1: what is blanton's um, now in, in like the the world of bourbon i feel like it's transcended being just like It's its it's its own like genre of whiskey. Yeah. If that makes sense. Now it is, it is not whiskey. It's not bourbon. It's not a single barrel. It's not. It's not. You know what I mean. It's like it's Bl- Blanton's is like in a league of its fucking own. It's an icon. Yeah.
0: It's an icon. Um, and I, I to to this day I still don't understand why. Like, I, I I'm not even trying to make fun of Blanton's here. At all, it Blantons is a damn good pour for seventy bucks, right? Like, yeah.
1: And there's no comparison. Like, I was trying to think of like what a like rye equivalent would be, and it's almost like you know you have those things that are just like I don't know, like maybe like Midwinter Nights dram is is getting there but it's obviously nowhere near Blanton still, but it's like, there's something that like transcends what it actually is mm-hmm. because like universally, it seems like it's just on the Mount Rushmore of, of you know, whiskey. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah, but I do, I, I do prefer four roses single barrel over Blanton's. Um, it's more, well, it's, it's, I, I, I think it's just well rounded. I think it's well balanced. I think that it's got characteristics that are really, really pleasant. None of which are, you know what? I'm going to let's rate this motherfucker. Let's rate this motherfucker because I'm getting into like explaining why I would rate it a certain way anyway. And then we can bullshit. Let's do it. Do you like that? Yeah. I'm going with a seven um, because because the seventeen seventy six, it's a fucking <laughs> fucking American poor right here. No, I'm but it is it's a seven and I came up with the seventeen seventy six just because. Um, but it's yeah, to me it's a seven It's better than Blantons in my opinion. It's it's well balanced. It's well rounded. Uh, it's got a lot of pros to it, none of which are fantastic right? Like none of them are stop you in your tracks. Oh my God. I fucking love this. None of them are that, but there's not a single one that's like, Ooh, I don't like that. It's just, it's either you enjoy it and there's nothing to dislike or yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. Right. And, but there's aspects about it that I do really enjoy that spice throughout a nice level sweetness throughout a nice hug, but that's never punch you in the face. Strong. Um, I personally think it would be a terrible mixer. I don't think it would be good in an old fashioned or a Manhattan because nothing about it is strong enough to ground that cocktail i think it would make for a boring old-fashioned or manhattan personally um but i think it's a a nice sipper that's easy to just enjoy and bullshit and in, and enjoy the complexity that's there without being overwhelmed so i give it a seven six
2: i can go next if you want i'm gonna go six and a half, six point five. 6.5 uh Steven said it best. It's a crowd pleaser, you know, it's enjoyable. It's nothing really to write home about. It does leave me with wanting a little bit more. Dan, you you touched on the sweetness and the spice level, but I feel like on the finish itself, it's very bland. Um, and it least that, and the reason why I say I want, it, it leaves me wanting more is because I drink it and I don't really feel anything after, you know, like get the nice, you know, the hug, there is a hug there, but a lot of the time drinking the whiskey, it's, you put whiskey in your mouth, it doesn't really taste like anything, and then you, you, you swallow it and you're like, holy shit, that's a very good finish. And I feel like as soon as you drink this, it's, you know, it's good, it's easy to drink. You expect more on the finish and it's just not there. Um, I personally probably wouldn't pay 45 bucks for the bottle. I'd go something just a little bit cheaper. I could sip it all day. It's good, but yeah it's it just leaves me wanting more.
1: Uh, I'm actually going to go with an 8.0. I think that this one has a lot of variance to me. I think that there's nights where I could give this a 7.0 too and and feel just as equally strong about it because uh, this it just so happens to be this is exactly kind of the thing I wanted to drink tonight. you know, I just want to kind of chill and have like a typical whiskey. And I think it does it really, really well. And uh, I would argue, a, I would provide an opposing viewpoint to what Ryan just said, I guess, in terms of the finish. I think this is one of the most pleasant finishes I've had in a while. Um, I don't think it's bland. I don't think that there is anything like weird that happens to it. And, and so maybe you could use the word bland and we're talking about the same thing. But I just think it's exactly like what I typically like um, in a finish. So it's just... The whole experience, like Dan said, used the word pleasant a lot. To me, the whole experience is just really pleasant, and I, so I don't want to knock it for that. I think it's a really, really strong competitor, and I think it's a fantastic value of $45. Um, when we're talking about $45, the thing, other things I think about, there's so many brands that we've had on on this podcast even that for way more bland stuff are charging the same price or about 15 bucks or so more. Um, and they will be like 80 proof, super vapid experiences. And this is punchy, super solid. There's just nothing weak about this. If you, you know, if we, if we, I think if we came across a craft distillery that was making this product and was charging this price for it, we would be shouting them from the mountaintops as like one of the best distilleries. Um, so I, I have had some four rows of stuff I didn't like in the past. I, I can't remember one that I had in a restaurant one time I brought up last time. And then I didn't really like the small batch select that we had, but this I like a lot. And so I didn't want to knock it for that past stuff. So yeah, 8.0.
0: Yeah. So suck it, Ryan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But again, depending on the night, I have knocked stuff in the past for not being interesting enough, but yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah. From day one, I've, I've, I've mentioned that like, again, your palate changes day to day, right? Like, and maybe I'm the same. No, no. I'm, I always prefer it over Blanton's and that's not a like, um, I'm not virtue signaling here, right? It's not a, I'm not knocking Blanton's just to knock Blanton's. I'm saying that, that I just generally prefer this over Blanton's. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a solid pour. And I know for, we did not, none of, none of the three of us like the small bat select. And I didn't want to hint hit on that earlier in the episode. But um, yeah, I just think that this is a much, and it's $15, $20 less expensive than small bat select. Another
1: Another Another I feel like
2: Four Roses is kind of like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim whiskey. You know, they got some of the, the best players in the league, but they're always just a little under 500.
0: They just can't put it together yeah who's the yeah. dodgers
2: the dodgers i mean your question i mean for me you could put like elijah Craig up there see i think, I'd put
0: oh, i put Miterss as the dodgers, dodgers yeah they're willing to they're willing to spend out the wazoo <laughs> just to finish in third right like yeah. <laughs> <laughs>